This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. The Cubby House is a show about two cub-identifying guys exploring the big and hairy issues in and around the bear community. This program is designed for a mature audience. It may contain adult themes, sex and drug references, and of course, coarse language. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome to the Cubby House on Monday, 18th of March. And thank you very much to Kiss My Arts for a wonderful show. Thank you, Amy. We're going to miss you in a couple of weeks. We're not going to be seeing you anymore. Hi, I'm Kevin. Hi, I'm Cookie. (laughs) (laughs) Just barrel into it, why don't you? Yeah, why not? Why not? Uh, Tonight on the show, we've got... uh, a wonderful man who we haven't had for on for almost 11 months. Yeah, we need to correct it. We need to have him on more often, I think. I agree. I agree. Who can forget the charming Mr. Nick Laws? We shall be speaking with him later on in the show um, because he's going to be launching something Vic Bears is uh, coming up with this week. He's going to be chatting to us about something Vic Bears will be launching on Saturday. Indeed. So have a... Stick around for that. Uh, you've been talking with a famous artist to be, Mr. Nick Engleton. Uh, no, Nick Eglinton. Eglinton. There you go. <laughs> oh, you're starting off tonight brilliantly. I love it. Yes, I had an interview with him uh, yesterday, actually, using my new computer at home uh, and my new setup. I did the recording all stuff. of my own, so if it's bad, uh, blame Cookie. Right, um, right, right. Uh, Regular King Corner is coming up as well as uh, the origins of some of the more interesting tech terms we yeah, use in strange, modern day. Strange but true, strange but true. Uh, and then Nick will also join us for a segment where he discusses what being a volunteer means to him. Excellent. Now, we have our discussion topic question tonight from one of our listeners. So thank you very much to Sparky Pup who uh, gave us this one. It is... Are cuddles sexual? And if not, are they still non-sexual if you get an erection? Here's how you can contact us. You can catch us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Cubby House. And don't forget about Twitter. The username is The Cubby House and our hashtag is CHProject. Joy 94.9, you are with The Cubby House here on the woofiest and gayest radio station in Australia. <laughs> Oh, where apparently Cookie just makes it up as it goes along. Why not? Why not? Tonight, as I said earlier, we are joined by Mr. Nick Laws. How are you, sir? Hello. Thank you for having me back again. My pleasure. Well, it took us a year to, you know, get over you the last time you were on. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a while. <laughs> I've been, yes. I have been emailing, but I haven't got any replies. Oh, yes. You know, our social lives are so, so busy. <laughs> uh, I would just like to say that tonight's music is actually dedicated to you. Oh, thank you very much. Um, I'm, I'm loving that synth stuff. That's fantastic. Excellent. Freemasons yes, love it. Weren't you supposed to be making us a song? Shh. 
We're going to forget that. I've been so busy with Vic <laughs> Bears. <laughs> no, still, still waiting for the creative juices yeah. to that, come back. That's here. right. Yeah, it's been the creative energy's been going elsewhere. Oh, right. <laughs> but we've got, Cookie's got a wonderful section for us now. I, I, I do. I'm, I'm really proud of this quiz I made up today, based on a concept that I heard from another podcast, and then, <laughs> and then made it Australianized. That was an American podcast. It was all American questions. So I had to make an Australian equivalent. Now, I'm calling this particular trivia quiz Mixed Pairs. So, the way this game works is I will give you two clues. Each clue is relating to either a name, a phrase, a saying. And the first clue, the end of that phrase, will be the beginning of the second phrase or name or clue. I really hope the listeners are at home. I'm just as confused as I am. So, right. all, I, all I know is... All I can see here is Kevin's got a pen and I haven't, so I'm leaning over for a pen right now. Don't necessarily need one. The example I will give you, and hopefully this will explain it, is the vehicle thoroughfare between Melbourne and Sydney and a famous song title performed by ACDC. Does anybody know what oh, that oh, might oh, be? Oh, 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 oh. What do you think it is? Highway to Hell. That's, that's the second part of the question. What's the first part? The vehicle thoroughfare between Melbourne Hume and Sydney. Highway, isn't it? So it is I Hume Highway. Drive. I don't know. So the, highway to Hume. The answer would be Hume Highway to Hell. Okay. Are we kind of working out how this is going to go? Lord. Oh, so how do we... What, do we just yell out when we think we know the answer? I will go one or the oh, other. Okay. If the other one knows the answer, they have to wait for the first person to get it wrong before they can... So, Nick, go. you're going to be answering all of these. All right. Okay. All right. So we'll start with you, Nick. Thank you. The state slogan on Victoria Rego plates and a famous quote from Shakespeare's Hamlet. The place to be and... I don't know what the second part oh, is. I know what the second part is, though. <laughs> Isn't it to be or not to be? So so what's the... Oh, so no. what? What's Victoria, the, the place to be or not to be? There, there we go. go. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Kevin, you actually got that point. Well done. <laughs> okay, so Kevin, the title of the last movie of the Lord of the Rings trilogy and the second is an Oscar-winning movie starring Colin Firth and Jeffrey Rush. You have a stunned look on your face. Work through the answer. Come on. Uh, What's Return of the King? Yes. The King and No. It's I, I don't know. An Oscar-winning movie starring Colin Firth. Who played the star role? Yeah, I know, Mr. And, Darcy and um, Jeffrey but Rush, I don't I the don't King know. and I. That's that's the only thing stuck in <laughs> no. my head. As soon as I said, as soon as I said, King as King no, and I, it um, was made in the last three years. An Oscar, Oscar-winning movie. I, I, no? I don't know. I'm totally blanked. Do you want to have a crack at it? I'll try King Kong. You are incorrect as well. Oh, it's the Return of the King's Speech. Oh, oh, of course. I know. Oh, Lord. Do I get half a point? <laughs> no. Oh. Nick, yes. a 1990 submarine movie starring Sean Connery and an annual German celebration of beer. The Hunt for Red Oktoberfest. Correct. What? So I, oh. I know that one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, Kevin. A rail station in Melbourne's city square and one of America's secret services in its, in its full name. You look at me completely stunned. I will. I will take that offer. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Okay. Melbourne Central Intelligence Agency. You are correct. Thank you very much. So in trouble. (laughs) Uh, Nick, uh, where are we? An Australian hit movie about a bus 
and South Australia's floral emblem. Priscilla, Queen of the Desert Paw? Kangaroo Paw? Incorrect. No, but you're close. <laughs> the first part was right. Well, obviously it's Priscilla, Queen of the Desert Rose? No. But uh, you are close. The Desert Rose is one of the floral limbs, not South Australia's. South Australia's is the Desert Pea. Oh, Sturt's oh, Desert yeah. Pea. So sorry you miss out on both of those. Oh. Kevin, a stretch of road between Torquay and Warrnambool and a movie about three simultaneous Las Vegas robberies. Come on, come on, you. Ocean's did. Eleven, Great Ocean Road. Correct. Oh, nice one. The Great Ocean's Eleven Road. Oh, okay. I'm just going to say things, <laughs> and hopefully it works. Close, close. But uh, yes, you got it. Now, Nick, a David Guetta song featuring Kelly Rowland blended with a song made famous by Judy Garland. Oh Lord, okay. I cannot, for the life of me, think of that song. <laughs> <laughs> Julie, Julie, it's something rainbow. It's something over the rainbow. Yes, that's the second that's part the second of it. Second part, so over something over. David, get a song featuring Kelly Love. Rowland. Love ain't over the rainbow. <laughs> close, close. <laughs> Kevin, do you want to have a quick go at it? No, I'm not even going to try. When love takes over, that's oh. over the rainbow. All right, now you're tired, so I'm going to have to give you the three-word mix. Oh, oh, come on! I reckon you'll get this one, and whoever gets comes in the first will get it. So the first one is a pastry franchise popping up in Melbourne. Mix it with a social network site, and something you'll find holding up knowledge. Pastry. Social networking site, and so it's obviously not Facebook. Oh, Pie Face Book. Library. <laughs> no. Close. I, Very got, close. I got the pie face in the Facebook. Yeah, what's, what's the last one? It starts with book. Something holding up knowledge. Something holding, like literally holding up knowledge? Uh, think of it in terms of a book. What would hold up a book? Case. Hi. Case? Not entirely. <laughs> bookcase? No, not bookcase. Book what? Nook. <laughs> no, no. Book ends. Oh, come oh, on. Oh, okay. But, you, Nick, you get a point. Thank you. At least for getting two parts out Thank of the three. You. So, well done. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Nick. For Thank you. That and I've got to say, I wasn't even holding my pen. Yeah, I told you. I told you. I, I always lose the quizzes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He designs them that way. Oh. No. No. <laughs> we are asking, are cuddles sexual? And if not... Are they still non-sexual if you get an erection? You can quickly check us out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Cubby House. You're on Joy 94.9 with Cookie and Kevin. Be careful what you're wearing. You never know what you're asking for here on the Kink Corner. Now, just seeing as we've completely rifled Kevin up, seeing getting all those questions wrong. Yeah, I've already had a message from my partner telling me that he's going to sit me down and make me watch the King's speech. Well done. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Now you get to poke fun at me as I go through some more filliers here on the King Corner. Yeah, let's get. Just try and pronounce these right. I'll try. I'll try. Marinthophilia. Am I correct, Kevin? I don't know. Let's ask the resident pronunciation I, expert. I, I actually wouldn't have a clue. Marinthophilia. I yes. know philia's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're off to God's, 
So that's 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 the beam bit, John. I guess. Yeah, that, that's the start. Uh, for those who don't know what that term is, it means being bound. So anything to do with bondage uh, as a submissive, that would be one of your filias. Neophilia. This is one we need pre put a pre warning here. Sugar daddy, uh, sugar daddies, beware. This is for anybody who likes anything new. So have to have the newest stuff. You've got neophilia. That would be my partner. <laughs> Oh, oh! You heard it first. Okay. Yes. Yeah, if you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> he went to the Mac shop yesterday. Uh, well, then no, no, then it's justified. It's okay. justified. Fair enough. Oculontus. Would you, re- you reckon that's correct pronunciation? Oculintus, lintus, lingual, oculolintus, oculolintus. All right, we'll go with that one. That is licking the partner's eyeball. <laughs> You mean the actual white of the eyeball? I, I I don't know, but I presume so, potentially. I just go licking eyeball in general. It's very lizard-like. Yes, 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 yes. Um, the next one, pictophilia. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if some people actually suffer from this condition. It would be the inability to become aroused without pictorial pornography. I think they, I think there could be something in that, and especially with the internet now and all that sort of thing. I mean, you're right in saying that because I know some people of the younger generation um, are so used to thing, seeing things such as Tumblr, where it's just so rampant, they can go for hours. Is it spe- uh, particularly pictures, or does videos come into that classification as well? I presume. Um, Moving images, being video, okay, potentially so it's a could visual be. pornography. Yeah, a visual means of pornography. Now, this one it was quite the fun one when we first went through this list. Uh, Thesaurusomania. <laughs> Do you want to check that? I've, look, you, I've got the list there as well. Are you sure that's how you pronounce it? Thesaurusomania, sorry. That, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. It's not just me that puts him off. I say this because I used to be called the walking thesaurus as a kid in school. But oh, this wow. Has, How accurate, Cookie. Well, actually, no, because this has nothing to do with the actual term. Crazy with a thesaurus. Collecting women's clothing is a thesauromaniac. Um, now, this applies to the fetish of owning, but not necessarily using. So, my question is, are all females, by definition, thesauromaniac? Not necessarily. They're shoppers. Only, only if they derive sexual pleasure from getting uh, specifically feminine clothing. So only the woman I know. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh, and we're not going to name them. Uh, now, this one, I actually found an interesting conversation point uh, talking with another sex advice columnist. Uh, vorophilia, which is the fantasies about being swallowed alive. Now... The quotation of this is it's usually depicted using anthropomorphic fantasy, um, be it, again, through the visual and the, the video, because um, that's quite often where it's blending the animal and the, uh, the veracity of the act. And that's King Corner for this week, gentlemen. And I've learned something. You always learn something on King Corner, <laughs> even if it's not to listen to King Corner. <laughs> Thank you very much. Now, we are asking a question over the airwaves tonight. Are cuddles sexual? And if not, are they still non-sexual if you get an erection? Join us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the cubby house. Or you can join us on the newfangled Twitter account, which is at the cubby house with the hashtag CH project. 
exploring the world, keeping you jacked in and turned on. That's right, get your geek on. It's the small things that amuse you, Cookie, isn't it? It is. <laughs> All right, so on Get Your Geek On, I thought I'd take us through some of the terms that we use every single day but don't really know the origins of. So we started off with Bluetooth. Now, according to 2006 Bluetooth Hall of Fame inductee Jim Kardash, Bluetooth actually comes from the name of an ancient Danish king who went by the moniker Harold Bluetooth. And no, he wasn't actually Papa Smurf in disguise. Legend uh-huh. was that the king really loved blueberries, and he's got his name from his, you know, ever-so-sexy fruit-stained teeth. What's significant about King Bluetooth, though, is the fact that he united different regions and allowed them to communicate with each other. See where this is going? You are? Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Yep. Despite Marketing Expo's best efforts to come up with a replacement name for Bluetooth, nothing else stuck. Some of the proposed alternatives included Flirt, Explained by the motto, getting close but not touching. And PAN, which stood for Personal Area Network. In the end, Bluetooth Group decided to leave its uh, king-inspired name in place. Probably for the best. Could you really uh, picture yourself saying, I'm just putting my flirt headset on so I, you know, would have entirely different connotations. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Wi-Fi. So, we talk about it all the time. But really quick, what does Wi-Fi stand for? I, I'm not entirely sure. I, I always thought it was, um, the, is it that wireless fidelity? This, no. <laughs> this is going back to the 70s now, I think. <laughs> it's like really hip and happening. Yes, <laughs> apparently that was one of the common misconceptions. It's actually a bit of a trick question. It doesn't stand for anything. Uh, Phil Ballinger, a founding member of the Wi-Fi Alliance, has gone on the record saying that the term was nothing more than a catchy word created by a brand consulting firm. Really? Well done. They apparently needed a name for a technology that was more memorable than IEEE 802.11b direct sequence. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the, I, nerds, I, I, the nerds would remember it, though, <laughs> wouldn't they? Of course. Have you said your IEE? <laughs> the company they hired came up with Wi Fi and the now infamous corresponding logo. Oops. That's branding 101 for you. Mm-hmm. Now, the third term I thought I'd go through very quickly is troll. Now, according to the ever-useful UrbanDictionary.com, yes, we do our research here, <laughs> it is deliberately provocative, or sorry, a person who posts a deliberately, del- a person that posts a deliberately provocative message, I can get it out there, yeah. in order to provoke maximum disruption and argument online. Maybe you've seen one lurking in the comments section of your favorite blog or social network. Let's face it, with the rise of social media, we all know one. While the imagery of a goblin-like cave monster seems awfully apt, there's actually more to the term than meets the eye. The word troll, you see, has rarely used alternative meanings. As Merriam-Webster puts it, to fish by trailing a lure or baited hook from a moving boat. With that in mind, it's easy to see how the web-centric meaning actually came to be. Of course, the added visual of a hideous-looking hook-nosed beast certainly doesn't hurt, does it? Yeah. So for further info on these terms and a few others that I didn't have time to go through, have a look at itworld.com website for the full article written by J.R. J.R. Raphael, who is actually a syndicated writer and a co-founder of esarcasm.com. Thank you very much, Kevin. You're in the Covey House on Joy 94.9. Yes, and we have Nick Lawson, who is the secretary of the current Vic Bears committee. Indeed I am. Yes. Now... Where is that coming from? Oh, would that be the the person who stupidly didn't turn his phone off? Cookie! Named and shamed! 
named. Uh, I'm just going to put my phone on silent yeah. note because <laughs> I suddenly oh, realised I've just got done three the same people thing. doing that. That's all right. I've got my uh, headphones on. Named and shamed <laughs> cookie. Wow. Glad it was yours first. Yeah, it's all right. Wow. So we've got yes. you on, Nick, to actually mm. have a chat with us about a really exciting event that ha- that is happening on Saturday. You're actually launching Southern Hibernation 2013. It's, it is the launch of Southern Hibernation 2013. It mm. is. Um, it's poor play. It's den night, and we're basically going to uh, well, and we're announcing it. Now, quickly, what's poor play as far as a den night goes? Poor play. Okay, this is this is one for you guys, well, for the Cubs out there. It's um, we've got some good gaming uh, going on. There's going to be about three or four screens uh, set up, and there's going to be some teams. Uh, Getting together and playing some uh, video games. I believe Mario Kart is one of them and uh, <laughs> Street Fighter. Now, I had to rehearse Ooh. that one a bit because I originally said Mario Fighter and Street Kart, which uh, I thought wouldn't be quite as interesting. So, no, not no. So do you want to tell us a bit more about what Southern Hibernation actually is? Sure. Well, basically, it's uh, Vic Bear's uh, biggest event for the year. Uh, it's one we get uh, international visitors. We certainly get uh, interstate visitors, and we get quite a few international visitors as well. And it's a week-long bear fest. It's like a bear extravaganza. A bear extravaganza. It's just like there's something on day and night. Oh, so what kind of events can we look forward to this year? Um, look, it's the usual sort of lineup. Uh, basically, we've got fur to start it off, uh, the den night where you can get your uh, registration and uh, pick up your uh, packs. Uh, Berioki, and uh, we've got... Uh, Nathan Little hosting It's a Cock Out, the uh, Vic Bears uh, or Southern Hibernation version. Um, we're trying something new with the uh, meat rack. We're bringing it back, but we're just going to make it a little bit different this time. And, uh, of course, the competition night, uh, Mr. Australasia Bear and Bear Soup on Sunday. And uh, Yum Cha for the uh, Sunday food. Who doesn't like food? And uh, Roundup that evening. That sounds jam-packed, and that's all in one week, isn't it? And that doesn't include the... Yes, it is, and it also doesn't include a few day events which we'll be announcing uh, at Poreplay. Okay. Now, if you didn't entirely understand what some of those titles were, you might want to get down to the Den Night uh, and uh, ask, if not one of the committee members, maybe even one of the local punters that there'll be, uh, has there'll been There'll be plenty there. of people that would know it and uh, go to it, and uh, a lot of fun. So what's your favourite event? My, believe it or not, my favourite is Bear Soup. Now, and that's, should we even ask why? <laughs> it's a barbecue, and you get to swim in the pool, and there's oh, steam room and sauna and all that sort of thing. For, oh, you know, just yep. refreshing yourself after <laughs> a... It's the, the midweek. It is, it is. It's the midweek. Well, it's a sort of, you know, the... Um, Sort of uh, the relax after the uh, big weeks. So. You're there to take in the vapor. Exactly, there, that's you? right. All right. So <laughs> every year brings something a little bit different to the mix. What are you guys actually bringing that's different this year? Well, look, it's probably it's not necessarily different, uh, but we're just sort of taking a bit of a variation on the theme of meat rack. Um, previously, it's sort of. Uh, did it as uh, meat as an M E A T, but we de- decided to uh, change it to M E T to emphasise uh, meeting the contestants and also meeting each other. So it's a good night uh, out where everyone gets to uh, sort of meet. It's a sort of it's a Friday night, so that's where everyone's definitely in town. It's definitely up and running, and one of the big nights there where. Uh, you know, so everyone gets to meet each other, and you get to meet the contestants. Sounds like it's a much more social event. Yeah. It is. It's awesome. trying to. It's trying to make sure we sort of emphasise some of the social uh, aspects of it all. Now, you mentioned people are in from town. I'm assuming this pool's a very big uh, interstate and potentially international. It ground? is there a few, especially New Zealand. Uh, yep, definitely. It's uh, we get a lot of people over from there. A few people from America, I believe, have uh, come over before, and uh, definitely a lot of interstaters get a lot of uh, Sydney, Adelaide, uh, Brisbane. As well, and I think some Perth boys, and of course the Tassie boys as well. So uh, uh, you Tassie get boys. a big, big lot of bears over winter. 
Excellent. Now, what are the nominated charities for this year? Um, we're going with Tuckerbag again. Uh, we uh, they went with uh, Tuckerbag last year, and uh, we loved it so much. We went, uh, or we're going uh, with that again. It's a, a great one. And uh, a new one is uh, Bearheart. We're going to be uh, putting some money towards a Bearheart, which is a subcommittee of Vic Bears, which is actually looking after bear health. So uh, a bit of money going towards them to help promote uh, health within our own uh, cub com- uh, bear and uh, cub community. Excellent. So with all of that, when is the actual Southern Hibernation on? It starts on it starts with fur on the 9th of June. It goes through to Roundup on the uh, 16th of June. And where can people find out more information about this? Yep, you can go to Best Places of Website or Facebook. So uh, there's a dedicated webpage to uh, Southern Hibernation. It's uh, in the midst of going up at the moment. So and that will be, be ready on Saturday? It will be ready by Saturday, yep. What's the website? It is southernhighbearnation.com. That's B-E-A-R. So <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Let's go slowly. Southern, H-I, bear, B-E-A-R, nation. Com. No doubt there'll be a, uh, there'll be a link on our Facebook. <laughs> It'll be on Facebook, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Or you can check out uh, facebook.com forward slash Vic Bears Inc. Inc. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for coming up and uh, having a chat with us. Thank you. I look forward to Saturday night. And we'll have you on a little bit later on in the show for something a little bit more engaging. A little more personal. A little Indeed. More personal. Indeed. We're asking you a question this week, and it is, are cuddles sexual? And if not, are they still non-sexual if you get an erection? You can check us out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the cubby house, or on Twitter with the... Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> at, at the Cubby House with the hashtag Seahedge Project. Correct. Well done. Uh, now, coming up, we have an interview, which you've done previously this week over Skype. Yes, it was well, my very first. Congratulations for that. And here is our artist in the rough... Nick Eglinton. And we're joined by Nick Eglinton from South Australia. How are you, Nick? Really good, thanks, man. Now, we got you on because I've been having a look through some of your photography, and you're actually pretty darn good. Thank you very much. So, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, my background's actually mainly in graphic design and advertising. That's pretty much what I've been trained in, but uh, I actually specialised in commercial photography on the side. And naturally, I, I like to photograph people. I like to photograph landscape. I don't actually have a particular type of photography that I focus on. But it's long been a passion for my own, actually, since I was a, a young child. So what made you choose photography? I guess of all the art forms, it has a fantastic sense of honesty about it. It captures things as they really are and as you see with your eye. And for a moment in time, it captures a snap of a person or a character or personality. Um, so I find it a very interpersonal form of artwork as opposed to, say, painting or drawing. So obviously there were things in photography that you couldn't find in other mediums? Pretty much. Um, I explored painting uh, early on in the days and I, I used to do a lot of writing. But what I found was that uh, I was thinking faster than I could actually write. Whereas <laughs> I, if I capture an image, I could do that much faster, but you know, make my thoughts more concise, I guess, of what I was thinking. Now, are you more of a take-the-perfect-shot right off the bat, or are you more of a post-process type person? Depends. I Commercially, I don't think you can get away without some form of post-processing today. But generally, I like to get it in camera as right as often as possible. And a lot of the time, it will take several shots to get that exact look that you're looking for. So you do have to do a bit of trial and error as well, I think. Now, how have you been developing your skills in the photography medium? It was a few years ago, I 
I, I did a formal training course in advertising and graphic design and focused on photography in, in that. And that sort of trained me up to a commercial level so that I could do basically advertising and other work like that. But I also do a lot of training with other people. And I also find that uh, teaching also can uh, sort of uh, help yourself learn a bit as well. I mean, you can always pick up tips from other people as well. So I think it's a bit of an accumulation of formal training and a little bit of, you know, formal training as well. Do you think that the art you produce reflects you as a person? I think it does. In terms of my artistic uh, photography, I slide a lot between you know, moods. So I find that if I'm sort of in a more reflective mood, I like to shoot a lot in black and white. And I often shoot a lot of mechanical things and man-made structures, so very much rigid structures that I guess don't have a natural fluidity about them. If I'm in a good mood, I tend to focus more in colour and then I focus on things like landscapes and, and wildlife and other things. So there's certainly a big connection between what I shoot and how I'm feeling at the time. Do you reflect the bear community through your art at all? I do. Um, I have a big interest in a human form and particularly working with people in the studio. Obviously, I find the human form maps are quite beautiful. And by using light creatively, I can accentuate people in a very unique way. And there's something very different between taking a photograph of a person in the street, bringing them into the studio and lighting them in the same way you would light you know, a landscape or something like that. And they take on a whole new form. And particularly, certainly a lot of men that I know, it's great to engage with your, your subjects as well on a personal level and get to know them a little bit before you shoot them. And our last question, what would you like your artwork to achieve for others? main thing I like to people is, is to get people out there photographing as much as I do uh, and shooting the world around them. I think it's a great medium, and, and as history shown, photography provides a unique window into the past, and it gives a lot of people to reflect on, both on a societal level and also on a personal level. And I would like to think that somehow my work can uh, sort of buy everyone else with a bug and encourage them to also go out there and try the same thing. Excellent. Now, I know that you have quite a huge presence on Facebook, but how can people actually find out more information about your work? Uh, if they visit my website at www.nickeglinton.com, I've linked to my Facebook from there, uh, as well as my blog. And anything else they want to know about me, they can find it there. That's www.nickeglinton.com. There's no AU on that, so uh, it's just the three words. Well, thank you very much for uh, taking some time out to do an interview with us today. Um, I really appreciate it, and I continue to look forward to the amazing works of art that you produce. Excellent. Thank you very much. And we're joined still by our guest for tonight, Mr. Nick Laws. Hello again. Hello again. Yes, we thought we'd get you in for a second segment on tonight's show to actually have a chat about your role as secretary for Vic Bears. Sure, sure. So tell us a little bit about the volunteer work you do for Vic Bears. Well, basically, I, do, I didn't actually even know what the uh, secretary role was. I sort of uh, jumped into it and I've been learning, <laughs> learning a lot very fast. I was approached to do it and it was just like, okay, I'll give this a go. But... The basic, the basic thing of it is looking after the membership and correspondence. I mean, that's what it comes down to. It's just like you know, checking the letters, just making sure that you reply to uh, people or hand letters on to the appropriate people, and then uh, make sure that the membership's looked after as well. So a lot of the office works. By yes, the it's, of it. yes, it's yes. I'm, I'm actually down at office works a fair bit. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you take the minutes as well? So I'm sure. Yes, I do. Cramp? Yes, of course. Yes, it's, it's, well, yes, it's um, well, iPad cramp or whatever they call it. But <laughs> <laughs> I should think of a totally different term uh, for that. Whatever, whatever it is. So how did you actually get started in this role? Who, um, who convinced you? Um, 
Was it me? It was you. Was it me? You that first mentioned it. <laughs> and then our, our illustrious president, Peter Undy, um, was uh, sidling up and tried it on as well. So there you go. I got, I got, <laughs> I got taken both ways. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. Listen to you complain. So, what is the best thing about the volunteer work for you? Um, ultimately, I really actually enjoy meeting people. I know it sounds uh, it sounds a little bit trite, but uh, it's actually the den nights and that sort of thing. I find I've, I've tried to go as many of the events as I can and uh, get to meet. Well, say hello to people that I already know, of course, and a uh, chance to meet uh, new people. So I really enjoy it. All right, what's the worst part of volunteering? The worst part of it is just like sometimes when it's like a little bit of the workload all sort of like piles up a bit, especially when the new membership starts in the new year and you're sort of like going, oh, man, trying to get all this done. <laughs> and something else needs doing. Then yeah. something else needs doing. It's just like the snowball is the word I'll be looking for there. <laughs> Very quickly piles up. I was always scared of selling raffle tickets. You know what? There's someone else on the committee now that has the same thing. Doesn't doesn't like going up to people and selling raffle tickets. It's oh, funny wow. that some people like it, some people don't. I I don't have a problem with it. I still did it, but I was good. I brought Jack along as bait. So I kind of just <laughs> jang, uh, dangled Jack in front of people and said, "Give me money, I'll make him go away." <laughs> ah. So you're very hands on, and I'm assuming there are some people on the committee who are probably more behind the scenes preferred. Um. Yeah, yeah. I suppose uh, it just depends. Some some people just are more sort of behind the scenes sort of stuff, and there's a few people like to jump up in front of the crowd and say hi and all that sort of thing. So it's a various mix of personalities on there. It's always good to have a mix. Hmm. Now, have you felt that your views on the community have changed since you become a volunteer? <sighs> Not really. Not really. Um, yeah, that, that, it's an interesting question. That one. Uh, I suppose I should rephrase that. Do you have more appreciation for the committees that have come before you? That's okay. There you go. That's that's a good way of doing it. Yeah. It's, you know what? It is a lot of hard work. Uh, it's in uh, you know that you appreciate that previous people have done. It's like you know it looks like it's happening by itself, but uh, of course there's a lot going on, as you would know. Yes. When, when behind the scenes, when it's all seamless, you know everything's perfect. That's right. And you're just wondering what went wrong. <laughs> oh, you'll, you'll you'll find out pretty soon. Um, now, are there any requirements for being a volunteer on VicBurz? Um, yeah, basically, you do have to be a member. And uh, although we are sort of, depending on how it is, we may sort of uh, give a little bit of leeway there. The preference is that you are a member. Um, and uh, just find something like a role that uh, is uh, suitable for you. So if you really are a people person, then you might like to be, you know, at the uh, counter meeting and greeting people mm. or handing food out at a bear event or something like that. Or if you like to uh, stay behind the scenes a bit, there's things like uh, or packing bags. We've got uh, the uh, bags coming up soon, so Those they'll need filling. <laughs> uh, but you've also got the treasury role, you've got the vice president role, and you've got the president role as well. Yes, Yes. So, and then the four other normal committee members. Well, normal is probably a stretch of the word, but yeah. ordinary committee members. But, yeah, there are, from what I understand now, minor kind of liaison roles such as media um, and health. They're trying to, yeah, basically yeah. we've sort of realised as well. Well, health, yeah, health is a bit of a different thing. That's uh, more towards Bearheart's mm-hmm. uh, sort You've of thing. formed an entire subcommittee. Which is, right? a, yeah. yeah, that's a different thing entirely, but... Um, We've realised that there's uh, a lot more to the roles in the sense like, you know, the web designer, Facebook, um, keeping up with Twitter, 
um, all that. So it's, there's been a change of the roles, and so you need that sort of media sort of side of things as well. So that's not actually one of the uh, defined uh, things. So it is a case of sharing it around. And again, it is a case of if we get volunteers that can come in and help us out with media or various different things or graphic designers and the like, um, then that can be uh, a lot of help to us as well. It's, uh, awesome. Anything is uh, good. So where can people find out more information about volunteering on VicBears? Well, Jason Buttergeek is our Vice President. He's also the Volunteer Coordinator. So you can uh, basically email him at uh, either vicepresident at vicbears.org.au or jason at vicbears.org.au or if you just go to the website, vicbears.org.au. <laughs> <laughs> it'll nice be, it, it'll be under volunteers, believe it or not. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you very much for coming on and having a chat. Thank you so much for having me. And for the Cubby House, the last few minutes here on Joy 94.9, we've been asking you the question, are cuddles sexual? And if not, are they still non-sexual if you get an erection? We've had a fair few answers for tonight. Thank so we'll you. We'll cut them down, unfortunately. We shall. Michael says, depends on the cuddle. I cuddle my friends all the time. Nothing sexual in it. But some cuddles are special cuddles. Oh, now, Phil says, uh, cuddles are sexual if you get a hard on. Thank you for your direct answer, Phil. Uh, and we have actually had a really weird SMS uh, from Cupcake in Brisbane. Hello. Hi, Cupcake. Uh, you sound delicious. Cuddles are awesome. The erection is just a way to know you're doing it right. Now, Nick, we've had you on for the whole show. What's mm. your thoughts on this question? Um, do I say what I said before? You may. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Put the end to the answer here. It's just like, what happens if you're cuddling your mother? And to reply to that, I say Oedipus Complex, and we'll move on. Oh, you people are bad. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Now, we have a question for all our guests, and you are no different in this case. Yes. What is your one most important piece of sex advice you'd give your virgin self? Learn early on to be ambidextrous. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Oh, you'll get twice the fun. Oh, I'm. S- you're coming back on on another show to explain that one to us. <laughs> Indeed, indeed. So thank you very much for joining us here on the Cubby House. We've had wonderful pleasure answering some of your questions and getting some of your feedback. Now, we are around throughout the week. You can catch us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Cubby House. You can find us on Twitter at uh, the Cubby House or the hashtag CHProject. And from Cookie. And from Kevin and... And from me, Nick. Thank you. Excellent. We'll catch you next week. Now, don't forget Vic Bear's Den Night on this Saturday where they will be launching their information for Southern Hibernation. And stay tuned for Christian for the Vixen Hour here on Joy 94.9. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.